You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 446th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando. Hello, this is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer out in Western Massachusetts. Boys, the tour has wrapped up and Finally. I know the question on everyone's mind, all of the listeners are uh, obviously who among us went to see Barbie and who among us went to see Oppenheimer. Uh, or I think Mission I know. Impossible 3. Well, I didn't know there was a third option. I thought I had it all figured out. Uh, I had you pegged for Barbie. Not going to lie, little guy. That's I right. think you've I'll maybe more into the historical uh, films. but uh, Yeah. I mean, I'd see so both, but I haven't done it yet. I got to strangely kids. watch cycling. <laughs> so um, let's get into the meat and potatoes here, Spencer. Okay. I Which love, one are you seeing? Love, I'm going to go with potatoes. Uh, oh, okay. Are you an Oppenheimer have... or are you a Barbie? Yeah, me too. Potatoes. Oh. Man, that's a tough call. Um, okay. I think I would be among the uh, the dedicated crowd that went to the doubleheader. Uh, yeah. But uh, I'm going to lead off with uh, with Barbie. You know, oh, you really want to go unhappy. Cool. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So let's get into uh, the bike racing. Little guy, at what moment and at what stage did you realize that the idea of a two-week Grand Tour was actually would have made this the greatest Grand Tour of all time, rather than the um, boring final four days that it was in the GC? Well, Spencer, are you going to come in to defend the last uh, few days, or...? I was going to, but then he said on GC, and that is true. GC was pretty boring for the last week. GC was boring. Yeah. But I will say... The third week was uh, provided some pretty good racing. Yeah, for for sure. But I watched it in the highlights. Yeah, but well, yeah, well, you're fickle. Yeah, I mean, well, for like Spencer up, yeah. said, for <laughs> yes, the GC battle was all done and dusted after Pogue got dropped so hard. But yeah, we basically had a little mi- couple mini classics. They were fun. Yeah, not every day has minutes. to be. Not every day has to be GC. You know, like some. So mixing it up for what the did classic that, okay. stars. Let's, let's go somewhere stuff. else. Askreen, right, let's, Askreen let's do, got let's do on a stage and then got second the next day. We got Mahoric yeah. with the, a great win and then literally the greatest interview, cycling-based interview ever. Yeah. Like on yeah. every level. It's pretty good. He, he, I don't know if I'd call it an interview, but it's good. <laughs> Wait, okay. I mean, this, it, it's just one question thing, gets asked. Weird and then, hill and then to it's take like this a, too, but okay. <laughs> It's a really good inter. It's a it's a good answer to a question because he hits all the marks. Sounds like an interview was occurred. It's really occurred, good. But okay. Well, yeah, yeah, he answered yeah. a question, huh? But yeah. not yeah, an interview. A single, a single question. Are you because yeah. like you? It was a okay. press conference. But is this because you're you're used to cycling interviews where someone would have said, "Take us through the day," and rather than 
taking us through all his emotions and his feelings and like how his like basically his relationships mm-hmm. with the other riders in the breakaway. Oh and yeah. His and his, his whole, mechanics. His mechanic and it's like good. everything that brought him there. Most riders would yeah. go, ah, yeah, it was hard. Uh, the wind, uh, Casper was super strong, but um, I had him in the end. You wanted it was that? a really good You're interview, and I, I like interview Mo- Mohoric even more now. Weird. Yeah. Whoa. yeah weird. Interview. Okay. Interview. Tim's, so, Tim's just sliding that in. Okay. I don't. I agree. I want to say it was great. Again, individual yes. stages. Mohoric is great. Are fun. They're awesome to watch. I, okay. I, I, I enjoyed those. Okay. So I'm not done with this. I want to circle yet. back to what was your original complaint. Yeah. <laughs> I have no complaint about the interview. I have just no, a complaint no, no, about but the, the no, grand tour. No, you, no. I mean, your original when this whole interview with me started, you asked me why we shouldn't have had a third week, and oh, then, right. and then, yeah, we All we, the we just talked about it. It was boring. And then you, you were like, "What you?" <laughs> this is mixed messages all over the place, Tim. It was boring. Okay, look, okay let, let me tell you why. Hang on, hang on. I, oh, whoa, 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 hang on. This is a disaster. Let's just. Cut right here. Start over again. Okay. okay. Like Tim, just do the intro again and we'll just we'll just go from the beginning. Take it from the Hello, top. Hello, welcome. Hello, welcome yeah. to the Slow Ride Podcast. Uh-huh. Um, you're home for the two week grand tour that would have been the best of all time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Instead, a minute and a half time trial. He put a minute and a half into him and then another minute and twenty into his teammate Walt Van Art. I haven't seen a performance like this since uh-oh. Are you going to say it? No, I don't want to get sued. No. But it w- it's a little... He put a minute and a half into Pogacar. That's ridiculous. And then yeah. the next day, like another five minutes. I'm sorry. It just didn't seem believable. <laughs> I mean, What's maybe it's not. Ketones? But it's like, you think it's just ketones? think it's beet juice? Ketones. He's drinking beet juice. It looks like he's either drinking grape, grape juice or beet juice at the end of every stage. Of course, we're talking about Bingard I think he's here. an AI character. I mean, maybe he is, but like at this point, I don't. Cycling is cycling, man. It's just like it's a bonkers world. <laughs> I just want them. I'm so happy that they're all nice to each other and they all like want to hug and like yeah. fist bump and like and goof around at the end of stages and like give interviews like Mahoric. Like I don't care what they're doing. Like whatever. It's fun. It's fun uh, now. Felix, <laughs> think okay. think of cycling Felix when we Gal first started watching. The same sort yeah. of beating would have occurred, and then Lance would have like given some interview where he. He sort of like Pointed did some subtle subtle jabs at Ulrich just to like like beat him down a little bit like emotionally while he was down. In this one, you get like Vingard and Pogue just being like, "Oh, you know, I don't feel good. Oh, but I love him. He's a great guy." And they like go over and they hug and they say <laughs> hi and they like seem legitimately friendly as opposed to the the emotional hellhole that we we came into when cycling in first and cycling. So, so like this is great. So Mahoric won that stage with a bike throw. Beat Casper Askren, who single-handedly <laughs> saved the uh, Sudal uh, Quick Step uh, tour with the win the week the day before. Yeah, just those awesome. two days. Yeah, that was so that was their whole tour. Ben O'Connor, Ben O'Connor, solid, solid showing. But let's give the shout out to his teammate Felix Gall, who won a stage, and then who proceeded yeah. to get second on the uh, on uh, Saturday to um, Bogachar. Which yeah, maybe, cool. maybe the revelation then, of the tour and the for the GC in the mountains, like he's got to be the. Eh. I mean, <laughs> okay, who's the who's, wait, wait? Who are you talking about, little guy? Felix Gall. That's what I thought because last week Tim said Felix Gall was the outside man with the chance to get a top ten, 
uh, at the tour and was talking about big time. And then this week you're like, oh, Felix Gall, the revelation of the tour. And Tim's like, I don't know, whatever. Who's that guy? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm like stoked. But he's not the anonymous. He didn't win the uh, Heimar Zubeldia top anonymous top ten because that's literally he won what a stage. you nominated him for last week, and yeah. he did it. He's I know, him but the top then 10. You, you can't get a top ten. You can't get the Zubeldia award by winning a stage. That's well, ridiculous. Wait, wait, wait. I, I agree. agree. Zubeldia sticking your neck out there stage? too much. Zubeldia never. I don't think Zubeldia ever won a stage. No, he's he's Gaul is one hundred percent DQ'd from the Zubeldia award. I think David Gaudu really, and, or Martin. Gillian Martin are the only the only two that they, are in the running for the the, the yeah. award in the top ten there because otherwise they you've got did you've got have all a very French race the two yeah everybody them. everybody else there Simon Simon Yates didn't win a stage but everybody else won a stage in the top ten right and then Simon Yates like he took it to his brother Simon I mean Yates, he was just yeah. r- racing his brother but I mean yeah solid what about uh Pino just outside of the tenth place so it was great to see pino in his last tour de france probably the only retiring rider that really mattered in this tour de france <laughs> kick him when he's down um yeah i think i think nothing could have been if pino would have won on the last stage and the last mountain stage you know okay. there'd be like the questions about should he retire and that would be too much i think him going down swinging was the most pino way and then not quite making the top 10 was literally the most perfect <laughs> encapsulation yeah. of his career and like why he was such a, a rider that we we loved and the fact that the two french riders right in front of him on gc basically you never saw them the whole race other than you saw Gadu when he when he crashed while trying to like make a phone yeah. call and eat a gel and do 10 <laughs> things in a corner for some reason with his hands off the bars <laughs> on, that, on the um, last mountain stage was, I don't know what he was doing, but he sa- he saved the top 10. But like, you know what I mean? Like Pino almost got top 10 and did it by racing the way he usually did, which wasn't exactly GC focused. It was just yeah. like going out and smashing it and breaking hearts. And I love it. It's the best way to finish. I'd agree with that. All right, good. Thank you. I was worried you guys were not I'm going to miss agree. Pino. Now, yeah. I, d- I gave Aww. a nice shot across the bow to Peter Sagan, who's also retiring. You did. Yeah. Um, and Spencer, why don't you go ahead and do your best Peter Sagan um, impression with his uh, quote. Oh, there's a, uh, a great a great uh, post-tour quote. Uh, let, me, let me see if I can. I don't know if I have a Sagan accent, uh, so maybe I'll just do yeah, people see. can imagine it. Like a John Travolta, you know, from the Grease thing that he did, maybe? Yeah. Maybe like you, a, you gonna try that? <laughs> hey. I don't think I should try that either. Let me uh anyway, his quote is uh asked about the um the end of the tour. And he said, Finally, I'm so happy. I'm so glad it's the last one. I'm tired. Life continues. The show must go on. I had a good time in road cycling and also at the tour. It's the biggest race in the world, but I've had enough and I'm happy it's the last one. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if either of you guys uh, uh saw him racing at all over the past 3 weeks, but yeah, you could tell he was uh, a little over it. I didn't see him racing. Nobody did. But yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, knowing he was there, very anonymous. Gave uh, Landa and a few of the other guys run for his money with the anonymous stars of the past, anonymously me, filling out the ranks. But, I'm, I'm glad for him that ask, he's done because, yeah, he seems yeah. over it. Let me ask a question. Peak little guy, peak Spencer and peak Tim, whatever the years, probably like 2006 to like 2008, like when we were in our peak uh-huh. category three, category two form. 2008 for sure. No, nah, like, me it's like do 13 you, to 15. Okay. okay. Wow. Whatever, whatever your year. You, kn- you know when you were in peak yeah. form. I was probably a Gainesville out of town form, so probably around like 2011, 2012. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think... Individually or collectively, yes, you could do one full lap of the Champ de Lose with the Peloton on the final day of the tour. No way. No, absolutely no, not. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> I'm not talking when they're like lined out. Oh, when they're just because <laughs> that's that's a foregone conclusion. I'm talking when the like the first lap on there's like an attack going right, off the front. On. So let's let me set the stage. They've done. A couple hours drinking the champagne, doing the toasts and whatever yeah, on the road, yeah. and, and, getting on and into Paris. You're and, in like what it, what could be a time trial gate start house, kind of at the top of a little ramp with a UCI guy holding you. Top so of as, the tunnel. Top yeah. of the tunnel going in as they're coming. As they come so you through, get a head start. you get pushed out. You you merge into the school of fish that is the Peloton. But you get a head start. You, you're not, you get a head start. You get oh, a little I'm bit of a dead. head start. I don't so want to sit in the wind. I want to go straight into the pack. Are you kidding me? I think we could do one lap. How long is the Champs Elysees? It's like a nine k course. I just <laughs> nine k. No, <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, long. Absolutely not. I was like, maybe no, I could do like three k's. <laughs> but they're doing like what, like fifty k an hour? Because they sprinted at like sixty one. So what are they doing? Like forty to fifty k? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I so can't, couldn't have 24 to 28 you miles any, an hour. Uh, you got any power files from this time you're thinking of, Tim? I'm just thinking that I, I could peak Tim. No, conveniently, I don't have power files. Interesting. Okay. I'm just thinking I could have done at least one lap. Not saying two, but I could have started the second. I could have threw that football over those mountains over there. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm just saying I was pretty fast. I And... I th- I, th- I think my cornering skills are okay enough. Hang on, wait, wait. You know that Deshaun Zelizé <laughs> is essentially a crit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of. But for surfing at the back, I'm talking at the time. Not Spencer, the best ta- of the three of us at crits. I know, but I'm saying is that the there are the laps that they're taking when they're like ten abreast on the road. One of those laps, I think individually. Okay. I so that big of a group. I think you can surf wheels. Wait now. It's one lap of the Champs Elysees. Yes. But it's their slowest lap. And yes. you have to be time traveled in from peak <laughs> form, Tim. Yes. And you think you can do it. Yes. 9K. 100%. 100%. Here's how I know I can In can't, fact, Tim. I would go off the front on a flyer. Okay. I, <laughs> they'd, be like, I, they'd be like, who's this guy? Vodders would be calling me. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's true. Okay. I, I know that I for surely can't because I know that my peak years were 13 to 15. And my peak years were barely staying on form or on same lap at Jingle Cross in the pro race, you know? So, like, that's some comparison. I could stay, but that means I was 12 minutes behind in a one-hour race, you know? Yeah. 
at my peak of the my my cycling life, peak of my season, everything, peak yeah. of everything. Yeah, and that and, was probably like a Tim like, Johnson era cycle cross. Johnson J Pow. Yeah, I mean it was. And it those was guys fast. were, you know, yeah, yeah. like I Tim, Tim Johnson raced five uh, or six laps in the World Tour level, like uh, for Sonia Duval, yeah. uh, for a couple of years. Uh, I think yeah. he probably wouldn't have made it to the Champs Elysees. Uh, is all I'm saying. Um, no, probably not. I'm, but I, I'm fresh. Uh-huh. They, they've done thousands, tens, like 2,000 miles worth of riding, hundreds of thousands, like what, 60,000 feet of hundreds climbing of or whatever. Thousands of kilometers. Sure. Yeah. Lot, lots of, lots of time in the legs. Peak Tim comes in okay. for one single lap. All right. I could have sat in. You know what, I, listeners? T- tell me if you think I could have sat in. I, feel I think like I could this, have sat in the back. I feel like this needs to be a prop on roller derby, and we somehow <laughs> make this happen next year at the Tour de France. I need to find some power files, uh-huh. and then we could just like gauge it. Have somebody crunch the, slow, the numbers. Yeah. Make this very clear. The slowest lap that they do on the Champs-Élysées. Uh-huh. Peak Tim could have done that. Oof. Yeah, I mean... You, All right, you, well, enough about me. You're strong on the flats, Tim, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Cat well, 3 state Kieran champ. I, I, I sweating, yeah, yeah. sweating bullets when they saw me show up. I feel like uh, thanks to Tour de France Unchained, the series on Netflix, which has garnered a, a huge new audience for cycling uh, after this Tour de France, we've probably got a ton of new listeners uh, signing up uh, joining this podcast for maybe the uh-huh. first time. Uh, and I just feel the need to to introduce the show to them if they've made it this far already. Um, oh, in this episode? Doubtful. Not exactly not world-renowned for accuracy, this show. No. World-renowned that's, that's for it. That's, that's really all you need to know. Pedigree. Love cycling, not necessarily known for accuracy. That, that, that yeah. pretty much sums it up. So... Um, shout out to 16th place finisher Chris Harper. It's going to have uh, great things happen in his career um, See, after this amazing performance coming out of nowhere. He also um, got uh, 16th on the final mountain stage just to seal the 16th place on GC. Nice. And 16th place in the mountains classification. Oh, Did he? Um, oh my gosh. Okay. This well, is a future superstar. Yeah, this is a man oh for the God. future. Oh, guess what place he got in the Criterium Daphne GC? What's that? Um, I'm going to say 16th. 16th. <laughs> Next year, put him Watch on your, uh, your roster. Put him on your yeah. fantasy uh, cycling roster. Chris Harper uh, kind of was in the Team Jumbo um, space for a while um, out of uh, Australia. GC, uh, yeah, really not not much there. Just 16th place. Good for good for them. And he's back uh, on now with Team Jayco, though. Uh, yeah, back, the, back with Team Jayco. Riding in the Winnebago. So... Little guy, let's get back to our annual thing. How do you rank this tour one out of ten? Ten being the greatest of all time, one being just the worst tour of all time. Where do you place this three-week extravaganza in your mind? I'd give it a seven. Wow. Whoa. I think, yeah, if the third week had come through, it, it... if the third week had come through, Pogue hadn't dropped all that time in the mountains. But even that, I mean, that was just pure drama. I think going in, I kind of expected Pogue to not be nearly as good as he was because he had the 
the weird buildup with the broken wrist or whatever. And so that he was so good for so long. And, you know, he's leaving people guessing. And that he came undone was not surprising in the end. But it made for good... Good what watching. does seven What's translate to? Uh, Jeez, to our, uh, seven? on the uh, on the S tier list. Like, is that like a C? No, that's, a C. Oh, a that's like a 70%? B plus. B plus. A B plus. It was uh, on one track. Of these, like, oh, on track. I don't give out tens because you can always go better. No, I'm just saying it was on track to be ten out of ten. And you're right, we like lost some of the GC drama there, but oh. we still had. Well, when did you lose the drama? When did you lose the drama, little guy? <laughs> At the start of the third oh, week. Oh, got him. Yeah. Uh, uh, Spencer, what do you got? The little guy with the seven. 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 I thought this one was like a four. Four? I was not. How could this I be a not, four? Four. I was Whoa. not in love with this one. Um, it had some incredible moments uh, that are absolutely uh, worthy of a higher grade. A four. But a overall, four? overall. Uh, a, a tour won by nearly eight minutes is not worth anything more than but a couple of points. A handful. Here's my argument: you got two weeks of like the closest GC battle. That's fun, and then you did like you already said uh, a solid last week full of uh, full of classic so, C rider stages. Uh, that were here, fun. Here's the things that I appreciate: um, lots of GC, lots of yellow jersey trading hands. Right, a lot of a lot of fighting, a lot of panache. I saw some from uh, from Pogaccia for sure. Uh, Teddy brought it. Uh, Vinegard was a, a robot, like usual. Um, and then on the on the sprint side of things, it was just a Philipson show. He won like a hundred stages. Um, With Vanderpool leading him out, Jasper yeah, disaster every single day. Don't need to watch that more than once. Uh, I'd like to see you know some more competition there. Uh, the last week was the best week. Uh, it probably would have been a three without the last week. Maybe I give it four and a half. I don't know. Wow, not great. I gotta, I gotta admit, I'm surprised. Like the first two weeks, I loved so much uh-huh. that I actually had this thing. I had written down seven point five. Seven point five. And I can't believe I'm coming out the highest out of us. I, you gave, I thought the first two weeks carried guy a bunch of gruff for a seven. <laughs> Well, that's what I was thought little guy would be like a nine. Okay. That's what I'm right. getting at is that I'm like, whoa, I'm the highest with 7.5. Yeah. I mean, it was there the whole time. I'm giving and this I'm a like, C minus on the tier list. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm giving this a solid B on the tier list. Um, the, the bell 7.5. curve is a little yeah. off center on my graph, yeah. but you know. These are rough so, graders. Anyway, I, I don't understand. And, and what I would say, the reason why is the uh, first two weeks were a lot of fun. There were some <laughs> things that I didn't like, didn't care for, but I was glued to the television for the first two weeks. I had it going live while I was working. It was fantastic. Third week after that time trial and the next day in the mountains when Bagachar was human, um, yeah. <laughs> I kind of lost focus and I just started watching the highlights. All right. And then I watched the final 30K today and the whole time going, I could do one lap here. Mm-hmm. The, the whole time. I'm just like, all right, right, right here. This is the lap. There's a lot of cobbles, but, you know, I think I could do it. Um, so can I tell you guys a quick story? Oh, I'd love it. Yeah. So please. after Lada Capecchi won the uh, the opening stage mm-hmm. of the uh, Tour de Femmes yeah. today, which was yeah. on television. It was on CNBC. I don't know if you guys saw that. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. It was recorded. Anyways. All right. So it was there, right? After Lada Capecchi takes the win yeah. over Lorena Weebs 
and the greatest named cyclist, um, second to Lisa Klein, Charlotte Cool of DSM. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a situation where there was kind of some downtime. Eh, who am I going to lie? I was pretty bored for the third week of the tour. I was watching the British Open golf. Um, it was great. Wow. Loved it. Yeah, lots wow. of rain. Just, just, I'm just, let me roll I'm, with it. I'm and bored. I'm watching. Let me find something exciting. I've chosen yeah. golf. Yeah. Golf. Yeah, yeah. So I'm watching wow. the British Open. Okay. All of a sudden, an advertisement starts. Okay. And the advertisement is from Waterloo, Wisconsin. Lots of drone footage of the, the cyclocross course at the factory of Trek. And it says, home of world champions, talking to John Burke, founder of Trek. Enti- the whole time I'm sitting here going, wow, Trek bought an ad during the, um, the British Open. This is, this is an impressive spend. It's like a 45-second okay. ad. Okay. It was a JP Morgan chase ad where it's like, you know, naturally it's golf going, oh, we've been there since day one. But here's the thing. It proved the thing that cycling is, in fact, the new golf. The advertisement for Trek during the British Open, not paid for by Trek. It was brilliant. Congratulations, Trek, for reminding me that I wasn't watching the Tour de France. Interesting. That's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It, That's good. I'm sure yeah. I'm not the only person that saw this. It was a cool ad. Yeah, I love but it. I was for shocked. Side. I was shocked to see it on the golf. But cycling's the new golf, so then it all made sense. At this point, is it still the new golf? Shouldn't pickleball be the new golf? You think new, new pickleball? Yeah. Cycling's pickleball the old pickleball. The at least for my dad. He went from cycling to pickleball. Well,. Anyways, overall, the Tour de France was great. We all watched it. Spencer gave it a four. Little guy gave it a seven. Tim comes through and saves saves the cake with a 7.5. Mm-hmm. But with that, what we should do is we should go to our new correspondent. Let's ask him questions. Of course, I'm talking about the greatest interview in all of cycling history. Matteo Mahoric. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, yeah. In this week's Cream Lab. I'm Peter Sagan and I'm listening to Slow Ride Podcast. Alright guys, here we are in the Prem Lap. Shout out to all of our listeners and supporters. The many of you who are contributing members of the Wide Angle Podium Network. By supporting independent cycling media, head over to Wide Angle Podium to find out how you can become a donating subscriber. And you can also find the bevy of shows, including an all-new Criterion Nation, which is going to be uh, rec- recorded, oh. to give us the update on all things cycling in the United States domestic scene, including Speed Week, Intelligentsia Cup, and all of the great psych- uh, crits happening in this country. So check out Criterion Nation. That's this week's hot tip. That is a hot tip. Network. I am looking forward to that one. Uh, I saw some some teasers uh, about it. I think it's going to be good stuff. So like Tim said, definitely head over to wideanglepodium.com. Check out uh, any shows you are unfamiliar with. You're definitely going to find something that you like. They're not all as dumb as this show. Uh, so don't worry if uh, if you're new to this show. Um, pronunciations are better uh, on other shows. Uh, facts are checked on other shows. Um it, uh, yeah, you might find something you like, so uh, we'd appreciate it. Well, with that, 
Let's get to our overflowing email bag in this week's mailbag. Back to the show. I'm Heinrich Hausler, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Broadcast. <laughs> Boys, I, I know we're uh, sitting on the edge of our seat waiting to open this mailbag. Um, I see the letters flowing out behind Tim. It's, um, it's amazing. I we, have, we got lots of emails this week. I have a quick story I'd like to, uh, I'd like to yeah. Yeah, share please. Uh, quickly. Um, I got a wonderful gift today uh, that I think you guys would like to hear about. Um, okay. okay. I was gifted by uh, some, some fans of the show, some young fans of the show. Uh, today I was out at the uh, Jam Fondo, uh, Jeremy Powers' uh, fundraising f- fondo that he does out here in Western Mass. And uh, a couple of uh, young listeners uh, who have been featured on this show before, um, Magnus, oh, yeah. Magnus and Rowan, uh, okay. hunted me down, uh, You know, told me how much they loved him, told me how much they love little guy. Oh. Uh Where's this that, going? That was about it. Um, okay. Well, yeah. they, well they, one of them did say I was their favorite. I, which was I'm shocking. pretty sure that is true. I'd have to go back and check the tape. Maybe their I opinion think it has was changed. Rowan. I think it was Rowan. Yeah, we'll have to see. Okay. Anyway, uh, you know, they had a great ride, whatever, did the fundo. Um, they come back uh, later, they hunt me down again, and they're like, hey, we have Were this they just gift. Waiting for, for you at the finish line for a while? We have a t shirt. Will this fit you? And I say, I don't know, maybe. And they hold it up, and it's a Time t-shirt. T-shirt with the logo Time on it. Now, you guys know, and they obviously know from this show, what a fan of Time I am. And we all are, except for maybe little guy who's never drinking the Kool-Aid. Time, Mm -hmm. Spencer Howe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's basically like giving the band t-shirt to the band. But I said that, I said that (laughs) outside. I'm like, this is thoughtful. I like this shirt. What a nice thing. Then... They start laughing. They think it's very funny because also I notice at this event, there is a pile of free gear uh, on a table, <laughs> free stuff that's being given away um, that, uh, that the promoters, you know, have acquired over their years of, of being in the cycling industry and are just giving away to anyone who wants it. So they found this shirt amongst the free stuff. Uh, ah, solid move. And gifted to me like a sick burn. A great gift, yeah. but also a sick burn. This is a free thing that nobody else wanted, but we know you like this garbage, <laughs> so here you go. I like yeah. to think that they they ripped it out of the hands of someone else that had it. It's true. Possibly. Like they someone like had just Spencer beaten them to that. the line. Yeah, yeah. Like they just opened up the, the, the prize bin. It wasn't the donation. Bin. I mean, I'm going to wear it. It's a great yeah. shirt. I was going to say, at the end of the day, I mean... The, so you, if you hadn't gone over there to look yourself, and and they hadn't seen it for you, you wouldn't have the shirt. So I I, I appreciate a win's a the win. thought. You know, W's W. Yeah. Did you see? Um, I'm gonna drop. Uh, uh, what that is a good story, and you know, let's keep this uh, time train uh, going. Um, I'm gonna put throw into the chat here uh, a, a bike that was um, shared shared to me by a friend of the pod. And uh, future host of the Slow Ride podcast at the uh, Glasgow World Championships, Martin Steele. And it is of Paul Voss's bike setup. 
at um, the Rift. So it's in the chat now. Um, and Martin just sent this over to me. And just says, you know, we should sponsor Paul Voss. And you go to Paul Voss's bike there. Mm-hmm. What is the thing that sticks out to you both? It is a beautiful all black carbon Orbea. Looks fantastic. Jet black. Like it, it looks mm-hmm. just like the tar sands of the volcanic island that is Iceland. Mm-hmm. There's one hint of color. It's just a small little dab of red. Uh-huh. And where is it, Spencer? That's right on the pedals. It's on those beautiful time ATAC pedals. Oh, mm-hmm. mint. So good. And it's great when listeners of the podcast know how to go straight for our hearts. And that, of course, is Time Pedals. So you got the shirt. We got the Instagram post. I'll I'll, I'll also point out, um, Paul Voss, smart guy, does have the Hammerhead uh, career, too, on this bike as well. Ooh, very nice. Paul Voss probably did the Hammer series as well. (laughs) Probably. All right, let's let's get into this uh, uh, mailbag. You you ready to go? There's a lot here. I'm all set. I'm all set. Tim Myers. Uh, been watching the Peacock Tour de France World Feed. I think they're only allowed to use the hawk screech once per stage. <laughs> yes, the hawk only screeches once. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. yeah. So I, I prefer the World Feed, as we all know, over sure. the... Uh, but there was a nice video going around of um, now whoever the gentleman is on the bike in the uh, the Tour de France USA coverage, opening up the door, going in to see Phil Liggett and Bob Roll. And I know that Uncle Phil and Uncle Bob have been targets of discussion on the Slow Ride podcast for many years. Mm-hmm. And going back to 2004 and five when we first really started loving cycling. Phil Liggett has been the voice of the sport. And you know what? We deserves a lot of accolades, but it was pretty impressive when it was pointed out that they've never, they've finished something like collectively 55 Tour de France's. You know, yes. they're not, they're not pulling out to go, mm-hmm. um, you know, back home to be with a uh, loved one or like in Miguel Indurain's debut, like, Oh, you know, we got to pull them out one week into the tour. Um, no, it, They've been there from start to finish, so shout out to them. But man, is, I love uh, the world to our feet. That's commendable. I don't actually know what what. Think he's jabbing at Wout Van Art here for yeah, leaving. Yeah, jabbing to, at Wout yeah. for leaving to go. No, 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 no. Seems I'm not. Like I thought the Seems podcast like was no, taking a weird hard right no, turn just, about this. So I was, <laughs> no, no. I have to say, no, no, no. I was I'm very taking a jab. I'm taking a jab at um, no. Miguel Indurain back uh, in no. all of those like. People leaving uh, the tour yeah. early. Well, guy, I Tim, don't know why we would think the card-carrying member of the anyone but Wout Club would have uh, targeted Wout for anything like. It was, it was a bad, bad way to go after Wout. I admit, but it wasn't what I was trying to do. Uh, just okay. stray okay. bullets, you know, just kind of is kind of out there. Um, you guys surprised Juan, that Juan uh, Salazar? Uh, go uh, ahead. I was gonna say, were you surprised that uh, Big Old LA went after Wout for that a little bit? Oh, did he? Su- he? He was. Are yeah, you serious? He sort of like well, was like ah, just yeah. an absentee father going after like, I, <laughs> dude. I'm happy Wout left. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, I felt bad Wout wasn't there to like partake in the spoils of winning the Tour de France. But guess what? It's way better to be home when your kid is born. I'm sure Jumbo will find a way <laughs> to get him the check for the money. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty uh, sure for, for the bonuses. Uh, 
and yeah, I'm so I'm glad we're in a place in the sport where you can leave, and for the most part, people realize that it's more important to be there for the birth of your child than to watch your GC leader just barely cruise around. There was a sick, um, we got a, a sick email um, from a gentleman named Juan of a Klein Corner on Houston's Craigslist. It has uh, since been deleted, but did, were you able to see what that bike looked like? It was the full integrated mission control handlebar with the mm-hmm. bespeckled um, green chameleon paint job. Uh, oh, it was so clearly good. It was only for 600 bucks. Saw that and good, yeah. snapped it up. Yeah. Um, Grand Partain, another longtime uh, listener to the pod. Recumbents, I don't wave at them. They don't deserve it. Prove me wrong. Oh. Whoa, all right. Fight Harsh words. stance. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. Was this from the guy that you made a sleeveless jersey for at Swift Cycles uh, at 607? Boom. Yes, this is the individual that has a the only ever made sleeveless jersey of Swift Cycle. In fact, taking a very, very firm stand against waving at recumbents. Um, in a sleeveless jersey, that's a bold, bold move, Cotton. <laughs> well, I guess that's your answer, so I, we should probably just move on. I think so. <laughs> All right, let's continue the podcast as we go into another one. This one comes to us from PJ. In a, ref- rec- in a reference to your recent podcast, people come to you for pronunciation clarity because you're like McDonald's. It's not exactly the best, but you always know what you're going to get. Yeah. Like most Americans with McDonald's, we keep coming back for more. Love you guys. Keep up the slightly above average work. You're slightly <laughs> above loyal fans. P- Pat and Art. I love this. Hey, I love you. this so much. Uh, not only for the sign-off, which was impeccable, incredible, um, but also for the McDonald's uh, analogy actually works really well because if you go to a McDonald's in, say, France, uh, they do it wrong there. It's different and it's wrong and it's unfamiliar. Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, that tracks with the pronunciations. It's a very nice email. Thank you um, so much uh, for that email, uh, PJ. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's keep this one going. Uh, Michael, Mike Kramer hits us up. Tour de France, white jersey. It is strange to have the best new rider as someone who has seemed to be around forever and won the Tour de France in 2001. This is not your father's tour where 30-year-olds dominated. My suggestion is to lower the age of the best new rider. 20, 18, 16, has not yet had to shave. Please use your considerable influence with Christian Prudhomme to make this much-needed adjustment. Here, here. Totally agree. All right. I think they should just get rid of the jersey. I I mean, I think you get rid of the white jersey and you go to the best older rider. But if you had to do it, what, 23? U23 is the, the thing? We've got a couple options on the table then. You've got disband the white jersey. It no longer exists. Replace it with gray jersey for best over 35. We know we like this idea. You've got keep the white jersey, but lower the age to 23. Because then it would be unified with, um, because it's 25, right? So you go to 23 because then it'd be unified with the world championships. I feel like that's not a big enough change, but okay. Uh, We'll hear me on that. And the third option would be white jersey exists, but it's no longer young rider competition. It's something else. What could that something else be? What is something about the tour that is not classified or given points that should be? Mm. 
Like, could the white jersey go to, like, most bottles carried to the to the front of the pack? Or could it go to, uh, you know, best team player or, you know, I mean, like we have a combativity award. Can we have, like, a sportsman award? Oof, I think don't like it. I think it's right. No I think it's right there. The white jersey goes to whoever's currently 16th on GC. <gasps> it's like you're on the cusp, and it's right there. I mean, obviously, okay. youth isn't the marker for future success like it That's was true. when they thought of the white jersey because they're already successful. But 16th, currently in 16th place, is the rider that everyone be like, watch, that. watch that guy. He's only five minutes back. We can't let him go in the break, but. We also aren't that worried about him. How do you Perfect. signify the 16th place person, though? With a white jersey. They would, just, they would, jersey. They oh, would wear the white jersey. So, yeah, it keeps yeah. the essence of the white jersey like this is a future star, yes. but it changes the definition of what a future star is from the best under Can 25 the rider math? to the 16th place rider. People would yeah. be doing the bike throws and stuff for 16th. Oh, yes. this could we be would, an incredible would, really race within a race. And, okay. Ideally, the best 25 and under rider should be around 16th place. It shouldn't be these Ideally. cyborgs that are there right now. Um, well, yeah, and, and, and like you're saying, if you get to stand on the podium in Paris, so for most of the race, you'd be like, oh, cool, I got 16th place, but I'm trying to move into the top 10. You get in that last week, you're sitting 15th on GC, there's another guy in 16th. You know, standing on that podium, that's some good publicity. The sponsors want it. You're dropping yeah. like a stone in the mountains, you know? Yeah, you and that guy are playing around, but then the guy in seventeenth place tries to attack you. It's a it's a could lot you, of uh, it's a lot of stuff. Can you on. imagine a situation where you're trying to lose time to <laughs> to sixteenth uh, place when you're in fifteenth, and you both drift off the back of the peloton so far that the broom wagon is behind you, so you yes. can't go beyond that, or you're going to be time cut. It's a slow race. But yeah, this is like a a missing out at the back of the tour. Oh, this has so much potential. So tactical. The race, the situation we had with race radios this year would be great then because you'd have them coming over saying like, ah, Chris, Chris Harper, you got to slow down. You're, you're losing your 16th place. You're almost in 15th. So he slows down and then they're like, oh, never mind, Chris. We just saw Castro pass you. Speed up, <laughs> speed up, speed up. He's, he's losing you. Then you got to drop speed. It would be great. Uh-huh. It'd, be, it'd be harder to achieve than first place. <laughs> It'd be right, harder than winning the tour, as Vinegard has proven. Uh, that is solid, not that hard. Solid question. <laughs> There's your solution. Incredible. Um, you remember last week, gentlemen, where we got um, MIT correspondent uh, Jeff Diefenbach hit us up about locking his bike up and mm-hmm. then the construction vest clad worker going, that's by Gary Klein. See, his thesis was. Uh-huh. And then yeah. we talked all about you know, Gary Klein, MIT, what was he saying? What was the thesis of Gary Klein? Well, Jeff did chime back in, uh, hits us up and says, well, I did not see the Klein in question. By the words and tone of Gentleman One, my strong inference was that there was one present. Not being the intrusive type, I did not go over to look. Instead, intending instead to come back and snap a picture after completing my short errand in the building, my short attention span defeated that intent. (laughs) So first off, he does think it was about the bike. Okay. All right. And we were right when we got into paint jobs and internal cable routing and all that. Um, but Jeff continues, I was riding my state bicycle single speed that I purchased for $80 from the MIT police au- auction oh. about five years ago. 
One new $100 wheel, and it was ready to ride. It amuses me to no end that the saddle is a $200 Fabric Elite Pro Flat, which is the one with the carbon rails that I moved from the gravel bike because I do cross mounts on my gravel bike, and carbon rails aren't up for that action. And uh, <laughs> pictures it with his camper van during the pandemic ride challenge, and he just wanted to point out that the van is powered by regular gasoline and not used cooking oil, vegan jerky, or EPO. Solid, yeah, solid email. So it was not uh, it was not in a, a conversation about Gary Klein's thesis. So his van is not driving yeah. it to the co-op, is what you're saying? Yeah, not driving it to the co-op. Hmm. Now, oh, what is this? Another email, and this one comes to us from oh. Adam Shire, who works for the MIT libraries. Do we have dueling MIT? correspondence <laughs> do they know each other is there a hangout gary have you met jeff or sorry gary have you met either adam or jeff some of your biggest fans because this one comes to us from adam and adam says i work for the mit libraries we have gary klein's thesis uh-huh. it isn't available online so i can't be sure but based on the title i don't think this is about the aerodynamic benefits of either cool paint fades or internal internally <laughs> routed brake housing what? I don't even think it's about bicycles. And it makes that whole construction workers at the bike rack story that much more interesting. What did they think Gary's thesis was about? Was it a... So Gary Gordon Klein in 1974 wrote the following thesis. A feasibility study on the immobilization of acetate, can I say, on amicon hollow fiber ultrafiltration membranes. And you think that wasn't about bikes? Oh, yeah, I've read this one, you guys. I've read this. <laughs> okay, well, guy, break it down. What's the, uh, what's the abstract on this one? Uh, yeah, they work. Huh. So, right. Yeah, yeah, it, work, it works. Adam Succinct. did not stop there, though. This, okay. is, this is where it gets awesome. I did find some bicycle-related thesis from MIT students that I thought you might like to know about. Uh-huh. Only one is available online. But I think I could pull some strings if you want to read the others. <laughs> I'll send them to the little guy. So four, four, were, four were donated to us. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Number one, recumbent bicycle, guidelines for design and construction. In construction. I definitely send that to the little guy. Yeah. 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 Number two, up from the MIT bicycle section of the thesis library. A recumbent bicycle design using linear pedal motion. Yeah. Send that that one to the little guy, too. That's two two recumbent bicycle thesis. Seems about right. Next. Theory and applications of rear wheel steering in the design of man-powered land vehicles. Oh, God. That's pretty pretty recumbent. Yeah, that's that's pretty recumbent. That one's available online. That could be rail bike applicable as well, I think. Uh, And number four. (laughs) Okay. uh, uh, Number four. The design and construction of a fairing for a workhorse recumbent bicycle. Okay. This one, you might need to send to Tim. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. We have two listeners on MIT, and they know their audience. They, they know who they're talking to when they, they send little guy three theses about uh, recumbent bicycles. Yeah. Um, Bike of the future. Don't get me wrong. I, I think little guy would read the one about the fairing, but I don't think he would apply any of the knowledge to anything. 
Yeah, probably not. It's unlikely. I mean, I got, I think you got to go in steps. First, you get a recumbent, I think. <laughs> and then you become the recumbent fairing guy. You can't right. just go all the way to a guy on a recumbent with a fairing so, right away. I mean, I'm much. pretty sure that's Tim's plan. We got um we got another update from a friend of the pod, Dunedin. Oh, okay. Jeff Jeff Aldrich, yep. better van mockup. Okay, here it is. Here's what the van will really look like. I refined the design in order to show that the company, and in, in short, sorry. Okay, here's what the van will really look like. I refined the design in order to show it to the company that is doing the wrap. Okay. It's getting done. So the PDM K van is happening. I was laughing so hard at this week's episode, it hadn't occurred to me until now that I have a family vehicle that my wife refuses to drive and is therefore always available to me. Bonus. <laughs> Shirts and other goodies are indeed in the mail. I'll let you know how it goes. So, so it looks great. Um, oh. The best part about the, the, the mock-up is uh, PDM chrome cassettes on the side. So, oh. so blatant. It looks Went so good. full for it. I love it. We're going to really put good. it... We're gonna put it on the old Instagram so we can we can travel along. So Jeff, thank you so much for the email. Uh, one more email comes to us from us, uh, and this one comes to us from uh, Sally. Uh, subject line: This is Jeff with the van from Japan's wife. Uh oh, guys, love your work. I don't know your work, but I hear about it constantly through my husband Jeff. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm 33. There's a 20-age year gap between Jeff and I, and I adore that guy, but I always thought that marrying me was his midlife crisis. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently, purchasing a dwarf-sized van with a safety rating of minus 12 is his midlife crisis. Welcome yep. to the club, Jeff. <laughs> Did he tell me about his idea of buying a van from Japan? Yes. Did I listen and think it was a wild idea that, that would never come to fruition? Also, yes. Yeah. yeah. And yet, here we are with a little van that looks comically ridiculous in our driveway. <laughs> Guys, stop egging him on. Or better yet, can you egg him on to get a dog? I'm a big dog lover, but Jeff doesn't want something else to look after. And who am I kidding? He will be the one looking after it with me in med school, but I digress. Uh, Jeff didn't want us to get a Land Rover. He said they would break down all the time. That's right. true. It's very That's true. That's true. Very true, Sally. Je Jeff knows what he's you, talking you about here. You know in your heart of hearts, Sally. That's true. But Sally said, Sally continues, I assured him it wouldn't. As even though I have no experience in cars, no interest really, I have seen a few Land Rovers driving around and they look okay to me. You know, that's how the Vanagon got me. Tricks, yeah. You see, you see somebody else's driving yeah. around, Everyone. and you think, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, yeah it drives yeah. all the time. You don't know. You don't know the story. Yeah, every car. No. That's a, the one greatest day of that go, van go, owner's go, go, life. Yeah. Go on. Go on. So Sally continues, Jeff and I are now in a very healthy competition of whose vehicle will break down first, Sally's Land Rover or Jeff's PDM chrome cassette K-Van. My Land Rover wouldn't start a few weeks back, and I could not let him know. Luckily, I was giving a girlfriend a lift, and she helped me to the old just keep turning the key and it will eventually start advice, and it did. Yep. My Land Rover screen wouldn't turn on for a week, but did I tell Jeff? No. He didn't need to know, and cutting down screen time is always recommended anyway. Yeah. But funny enough, yep. 
I think I'm on the other side of the coin now. A friend called me to say she thought she saw Jeff driving around town in his van and it was making a really, really bad sound. Was it now? <laughs> this Dude. was news to me. <laughs> We've uncovered a, a whole new level of this show uh, with this email. I love this. I, he I told, just want to so, watch the capers of these two. This yeah, is great. So good. It's good fun. K-Van versus Land Rover. The battle of the destruction. <laughs> so Jeff told me that one of the guys was thinking of getting a van. Firstly, I assure you that your significant other will be supportive because they will not take you seriously. Mm-hmm. I have not grown to love the little Jap- Japan van, but I have grown to tolerate it. But because I worry about that the airbag signs are simply for decoration, I won't let the kids in it. Please, though, I beg you, if you encourage him to paint it, please make it subtle. Or tell Jeff has sailed. Uh oh. <laughs> or tell Jeff he can do whatever he wants in exchange for a golden retriever. Whatever. Okay. All I know That's is fair. that you are a lot more influential on Jeff's decisions than I am. And then Sally continues to uh, share a few articles about the family, uh, including an article from a Washington Post. Um, thank you so much for that. Uh, and yeah. about her journey into med school and their family's experience uh, um, overcoming some uh, tragedy. But I got to say that this, this, this email is an all-timer. Sally, congratulations. You're in the Slow it's Ride Podcast Hall of Fame. Amazing. Jeff, yeah. amazing. get the dog. You're going to need the dog, and you're going to need someone to ride in the van with you because the kids ain't joining you. That's all I got to say. It's true. You got to get the dog. Good point. Like, <laughs> you need company in that thing. And there is enough room for a dog and your bikes. So you get, you get out of this, you get Sally's happy. You get yeah. a van dog, which is incredible. Uh-huh. You Dude. probably by association get a trail dog, which is also great uh, for going on rides. And then mm-hmm. you also get a shop dog. Uh, for all the guys at the shop as a thank you for dealing with your little weird van. Um, this is a, win, win, win. A, a triple play. It's a, it's a huge yeah. win. Huge win. What's a, is there email. a rugby kind of a term for like a, something cool, like triple deke, uh, you know, slam score. What do they do? Uh, I don't, I don't know anything. Don't about they, they play cricket there too, right? A coworker that played. Is that the national sport of New Zealand cricket? I don't know. I only know cycling uh, and snooker. Maybe. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, this just came in. Um, Graham uh, emailed back uh, to say, sorry, I was grumpy and you forgot why. Does <laughs> apologize explicitly to the little guy. I'll probably wave at you if I know it was you on the recumbent. There you go. Live update. Nah, there you go. All right, I live appreciate update. that. Well, gentlemen, what a wonderful week. I think more people need to email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com where we can provide uh, all types of advice. They're, um, they're much better at the content than we are. That's for sure. Yeah. Keep it coming. So good. Yeah. Um, we, might, we might have to make uh, Sally uh, a regular correspondent. We are. Yeah, that was good. Please. Yeah, we need more emails. Uh, <laughs> we need pictures of when the, the rap is going to be done and how much does it cost. But uh, you can follow the slow ride podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Well, Twitter, as long as it exists, uh, it might be gone pretty soon. So we will be over at threads before you know it. That's at the slow ride pod. You can also email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. And we'd like to remind you to head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out about our selection of cycling podcasts, including Criterium Nation, which is going to be all new with an update on 
Criterium Racing all across the United States. Mm-hmm. How awesome is that? And I'm Tim in Orlando. Hey, I'm Matt in Minneapolis. Oh, didn't see you there. This is Spencer in Western Massachusetts reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists you see out on the road, Graham. <laughs> Even if you're wearing a sleeveless jersey. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. an elegance to bike racing. For all its technology and engineering, it's a simple question of physics. How do you move a body through space as quickly and efficiently as possible? When the rider and the machine work as one, it's almost as if the solid world has melted away and all that remains is the spirit, the pure, raw, and unfiltered soul of sport. Life is measured in many units, miles, kilometers, kilos, and pounds, but we measure it one corner at a time. We've entered the golden age of crit racing, the most exciting spectator event in sport, where all of human drama plays out before us on our city streets. On this show, we bring you the news of the day and take you inside the personalities of the teams and riders and right up to the gates of the premier events in the world. Welcome to Criterium Nation. Criterium Nation.